everybody, and welcome to another episode of Two Weird Didn't Watch, the show where we make fun of movies that we have not seen based on nothing but their weird descriptions. I'm Brantley. And I'm Albert, and we have a little bit of audio interesting differentness here for you today because of the coronavirus. We are socially distancing, which means Brantley's on his phone, and I am in my shack. I got I moved my office, Brantley, you haven't heard about this yet. No, but you told me you were planning it. I've done it. It's done. I'm broadcasting from the shed. It's uh, it's glorious. I've turned the AC off because I don't want the sound in the background. But I have AC in here, and I have blankets on the walls to muffle the sound. It is a great, ugly studio. Right on. And from this new, ugly studio, our very first movie that we're going to talk about, Brantley, one that I had to call you up and say, can we figure out a way to record while the coronavirus is happening? Because I don't know if I can wait until we can get back together to talk about, or to watch this movie. I want to watch this. I know Too Weird Didn't Watch makes it sound like we're not going to watch these, but sometimes we really need to watch these. I mean, we watched some of them. Yeah, afterwards. I watched and you watched one of our Christmas ones, and I think we both watched a couple others. I definitely don't hold back from watching them. And sometimes I I talk about them so I can watch them. And that is the case with today's movie. And you will know why when you hear the description and the title. Which is Surf Nost... It's not that. Man, Surf... I love that movie. First song, Sci-Fi Channel. Pretty good. No, I think the Sci-Fi Channel one was the the spinoff of this one, Brantley. Oh, really? Yes. You know, the Asylum has switched from similarly named movies to mispronounced movies. (laughs) I went to see that uh, Inception movie. It wasn't as good as I was expecting. Man, no, this Burger Giver King. (laughs) It's gonna be great. No, we're gonna talk about Surf Nazis Must Die. All right. Which I had heard the title of, and nothing else. And I brought it up a couple of days ago to my friend Joe when we were recording something different. And he was like, wait, that's a thing. And I said, yes, that's a thing. And then he looked it up and watched the trailer. And then I watched the first five minutes of the movie, and I had to stop myself, because it's amazing. Here goes. An earthquake leaves the California coastline in ruins and reduces the beaches to a state of chaos. And we heard surf during that. Well, yeah, I would imagine maybe that's, uh, you know, it was one of those tectonic plate movements and you had the waves come from that and it was a great time to surf. I don't know. I don't know how that works. I'm not a surfer. Those aren't really breaking waves. They're more just like a wall of water. It's a movie though. So they're definitely not going to do the boring, like the water just rises very quickly. I mean, quickly and removes towns. Yes. There's one of those scenes in the new Tomb Raider uh, game. I was going to say movie. The new Tomb Raider game where you're part of a tidal wave and they have Laura Croft swimming through the tidal wave. It's pretty effective. I mean, they also have one of those in Godzilla 2014 where he just, that's how he comes ashore is destruction. Yes, it definitely has been done in a few uh, places in media since the big ones that we saw in Asia recently were sort of in the news. I think once people had video of it, they're like, oh, you know what? We should put that in our movie. 
I've got I've got a request for the filmmakers of the future though. Don't, don't put the coronavirus or whatever it inspires you to think about in your movie. Just let's when this is over, just forget about it. There are it's, bird flu movies. Of course, there's going to be coronavirus movies. No, no. I don't need the like the next five years to be defined by this in movies like nine eleven defined movies. Although I will say, I feel like nine eleven like really just sucked everybody's joy out, and so there wasn't any fun allowed to be had. I don't get the sense that even in the darkest times that I've seen so far, that coronavirus is doing that on a massive scale. Well, we're not having the die off yet. We're having the people getting sick part right now. Yes, and the. Maybe- uh, it hasn't affected me. I'll get, still go to Walmart or PetSmart. Well, you have to go to Walmart for some things. You don't have to go to PetSmart? As someone who works there, please stop going <laughs> to the store. We have curbside pickup right now. Oh, that's cool. Oh, PSA, curbside pickup at PetSmart. Please use it if you can. So, a group of ne- neo-Nazis. Let's get back to the wave here. Led by Adolf, the self-proclaimed... Fuhrer of the New Beach takes advantage of the resulting chaos by fighting off several rival surfer gangs. (laughs) I didn't know there were surfer gangs. (laughs) That might be a real thing. Because I'm picturing like the stereotypical surfer dude, but in a gang, and it's hilarious. Yo, bro, you're on our turf. No, they're just so laid back. It's like, nah, dude, let's go surf. But then it's, you know, we'll bust your kneecaps if you're on our turf. So I mentioned that I have seen the first five minutes of this race movie. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> let's not talk about race and Nazis in the same sentence. Kind um, of unavoidable. I was actually getting ahead of myself because race is mentioned in this first five-minute opening. I was going to go there. They, There's this speech of this guy talking to this group of kids that have like swastikas sharpied on their face, because that's the level of movie we're talking about. Right, right, right. And he's telling them that the goofy footer is the inferior race. If you don't know what goofy foot is, it's like riding the board in the wrong direction. It's like essentially being left-handed at surfing. Right. It's, it's surprisingly well edited. If you can ignore the fact that there's a boom mic in that shot. And again, I know that talking about what's actually in the movie is not our oeuvre, but I, I'm just putting it out out there that I did see the first five minutes. When did this movie come out? Uh, I want to say late eighties. I'll. I didn't have it in my notes, but I'm looking it up right now. Eighty-seven. Oh, close. Nice. Because these dudes, Hunderson, are inexplicably surfing in leather, right? Um, they're definitely wearing leather some of the time. There you go. It's going to take a turn, though, here, because after they fight off these rival gangs to seize control of the beaches, there's a meanwhile. Meanwhile, an African-American oil well worker named Leroy is killed by the surf Nazis while jogging on the beach. A pretty standard, you know, well, Nazis, racists, killing black people. Yes, but this makes it sound like the beach is an active war zone. Why yeah? Why are you jogging out there, buddy? You got to get in your cardio, man. It's good for your health. You got to keep you keep you, you positive. You know it's not good for your health though. Entering a war zone. Consistently Are you blaming the victim, Brantley? I'm half blaming the victim. <laughs> okay. That's fair. Cuz it's a bad uh, situation exists. 
but he should have been aware of the situation and he went into it. Well, here's where it gets fun, Brantley, because someone does not share your opinion. And that person is Leroy's mother. How Leroy's... I'm sorry? He has a job, so I'm guessing... Oh, yeah, he works on an oil well. So, yeah, at least 18, probably early 20s, if she's going to be active. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, Leroy's mother, Mama Washington, defeated by the loss of her son, vows revenge. And this is the part of this movie that just upends all expectations. Because in a cheesy schlock movie, you're kind of locked into the well first of all usually it's a guy right usually it's somebody who's either young or you can have in a, in a action movie you can have the older guy like the grizzled veteran or you know retired cop but it, it's it's that prototype and then they have a female counterpart either daughter girlfriend wife something like that and that right. person is killed off and then that gives them their, you know, this is a women in fridges moment. Mm-hmm. This movie flips that and makes it a guy. But on top of that, and again, I have the benefit of having seen the trailer. And I know that Mama Washington is not what you might think of as, like, a person who would be in a movie. She's a relatively larger black woman. Like, if you saw this person just in the store or like on the street with her 20 year old son who works on an oil rig, you would not think any, like this is the most boring looking mom, African American character you can imagine, but she going to get revenge on the surf Nazis. (laughs) And there's a, there's a shot in the trailer of her like riding a motorcycle but again, it's like an overweight African-American 50-year-old woman. <laughs> right. You just have that like bizarre juxtaposition of the two concepts that you're not expecting to fit together. But they seem to. I'm, that's why I want to watch the movie. Okay. After arming herself with a handgun and grenades, she breaks out of her retirement home and exacts vengeance. <laughs> On the surf Nazis. That's right. I said 50. She may be older than that. She may be in her 60s. Or older. Like she's... Well, retirement home. That's not like a nurse... Is that a nursing home? Is that just another word for a nursing home? Yes. So the order of operations here is what interests me. Because <laughs> she arms herself with the grenades before breaking out. Oh, you know that there's like definitely a supply closet in basically every nursing home. I was going to say with more handguns like, and grenades. Probably some like retired vet who's still, like still kind of crazy about the war who lives in there. Oh, I like that. He's got him like and smuggled he, in and hid under his he, bed he, he and the nurses don't know up, about it. You know, for justice. <laughs> he lost his leg so he can't go out and do it himself. Lieutenant Dan. <laughs> I was thinking only one leg, but sure, that'll work too. Anyway, that is all we have for Surf Nazis Must Die, Brantley. We're going to follow that up with... Actually, what are we going to follow it up with? Let me see here. I don't know. I, I know you don't. Tell because I was trying to get some ready and accidentally deleted all the movies I had prepared, so... Oh, no. That's, yeah, that's disappointing. You don't have, like, an undo button, or, uh... I do not. When it's gone, it's gone. I like having, th- I have my stuff in a dock in the cloud. So like if I delete that, they're like, are you sure you wanted to do that? 
You can go to your history and undo it. Yeah, I, I can't. Okay. Well, we're going to move on with The Savage Bees. Yeah. From 1976. I like bees. There is apparently a bunch of movies. I mean, we talked about this earlier, right? When there's something that's in the public consciousness, mm-hmm. everybody makes a movie about it. And so Killer Bees, around in the 70s, that was like the big thing. And so there's apparently three notable Killer Bee movies. This one is made for TV, but most people I said mean, it was pretty good. We did a bee uh, episode a while back. Yes, I don't think we got this one. I don't, I don't remember. This was... You're usually better at remembering than I am, and I always search our episode titles to see if anything comes up, but all I have when I type Sav is Sharknado Week with Santa Jaws and the Curse series, so I'm going to assume that that's not uh, either one of them. Right off. Arriving in the U.S. by way of a Brazilian freighter, a swarm of African killer bees descends on the New Orleans area, just in time to disrupt Mardi Gras. The first sign of trouble occurs 20 miles away, where Sheriff Donald McHugh finds his beloved dog dead. That's a bummer start. Yeah, also, but... I like how they arrived at the town, and then it's like, eh, there's people, let's go 20 miles away. I think that the the probably the description gets ahead of itself by just a little bit. <laughs> and then, like, back, it's like, you know... It, that's sort of what happens overall in the movie. Let's back up and start at the beginning. Like, so like they're the on the... Star Wars as a farm boy blows up a space station. But let me tell you what happens. Yes. Okay. Nor- they're on the New Orleans city limits. The the <laughs> outer skirts of New Orleans. Assuming it was poisoned, he drives the carcass... Carcass? Carcass into New Orleans so that, he, so that tests can be run on it. Following an autopsy performed by assistant medical director Jeff Durand, it's determined that the dog was killed not by poison, but by bees! And then in parenthesis... Not the bees. And the parenthesis here really drives this, like, why is this unpleasant home? Dozens are found in the poor thing's stomach. So he ate the bees? Or there were so many of them that, like... They, they just were just swarmed down his Yeah, like they they got confused and went in his mouth, and he couldn't. He just sort of swallowed reflexively, and then they're stinging him on the way down his throat. That's horrific. You know, for dog lovers, I guess. <laughs> you got to have some way. Realistically, for the movie perspective, you got to have some way to convey. Okay, well, he was attacked by bees, and if he can't figure it out from looking at him from the outside. Which I could, I could see why that would be difficult to convey in a movie. Like, what is he gonna do? Like, hold up a tiny stinger with his, you know, little forceps and be like, "Look at this stinger." There's two I mean, of them. Bees have specific toxin, and their venom. Okay, but don't forget, this is only the assistant medical director. He probably doesn't have the clearance. He to went to that. college. <laughs> he doesn't know how to find out about toxins. I'm not an entomologist. I'm not Michael Caine. Well, speaking of entomologists, with the help of entomology expert Jeannie Devereaux, I love that we're getting the last names of all these people, Jeff learns that the bees originated in South Africa and are a particularly violent species of insect. This is not 100% accurate, but continue. They 
I will say I, I read several reviews of this movie and common themes that people kept mentioning was a, they used real beasts, like lots and lots and lots of real beasts. And only a few people got stung on set because they were very good at wrangling them. So that's impressive. If you want to see a movie with like actual swarms of actual bees on the film, this seems like the right flick for you. And secondly, they said that the presentation of these things as an actual threat like killer bees was pretty accurate to science, at least as far as you could get it with a movie. Right. That it wasn't like over the top asylum levels of here's what a killer bee would do. I, I'm only telling you what I've read, but okay. some of the people were impressed by the restraint. What Fair is enough. your issue with the science? Oh, just that Afri- that killer bees are Africanized honeybees. They are not from Africa. They are across. They are man-made cross strain. It's entirely us. It's mad science that went wrong and they escaped from Peru. Yeah, I thought they were from South America too. I, I... yeah, we, they were bred in South America and they escaped. Uh, like I said, they're across the strain between the African and the European honeybee. They wanted to make tougher bees that could make more honey. Instead, they made super angry murder bees. I will also point out, we're reading a description. I don't remember where I got this one from. Sometimes they're from IMDb, but they're usually from, like, user-generated things. So the person might have just meant America and wrote Africa. I It could be a mistake. It's... Maybe in the movie it is actually South America like it is in real life. We don't know. While Sheriff McHugh is dealing with more attacks in his small town, Jeff and Jeannie are trying to convince the authorities in New Orleans that the Mardi Gras parade should be canceled. But you know who doesn't like that? Stop electing this guy. Uh, yes, there there are many uh, references to. Wow, they sure did watch Jaws before they made this movie. This is, I know we've talked about it before, but this is the weirdest running gag that we're not really enforcing. <laughs> That's like I think it's to us. Well, I, I think it's an archetype, Brantley. It's one yes. of those types of stories you can't really get away from, where the the people in charge have become blind to the danger that is around them and they are more risk averse in certain directions than is healthy overall. I don't know if what I... you're saying is you were trying to be topical. Eh, maybe <laughs> I, I, I was not trying to be topical. I'm, I'm trying to be as apolitical as possible in this situation. Actually, yeah. I, I am annoyed by the, like the Republican people on my side that are uh, yelling about, like little nitpicky pork stuff. I, I, I'm not, I'm not saying that it doesn't exist, but like in the bill that they're trying to pass right now, right. it's important for people to survive. So, you know, if Nancy Pelosi has $95 million in there for her dog, it's still kind of a big deal for you guys to pass it. And you, you can worry about that later in this instance. I, that is not normally my stance about this kind of thing, but Right now, this is like a for real emergency. Y'all can stop with the political nonsense. I I love the game. It's fun to play normally, but aliens are attacking the stadium. So put the game on timeout and deal with the aliens. It's my, anyway, that's my take. Okay. Where am I at? Uh, We got to talk about the last sentence here. 
Through it all, the bees continue to attack, leaving a number of dead bodies in their wake. Someone mentioned... (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I just... The through it all, it just sounds like that for some reason the writer expected the bees to hang on while they decided how to handle the situation. But these are very impolite bees. You're just like, nah, we're still gonna sting ya. Could you hold up for two seconds? We're having a cabinet meeting to weigh the, the like, the cost-benefit analysis to everybody got killed by killer bees or everybody lost their jobs because we canceled Mardi Gras. I do happen to also know from my research into this movie that they ended it by having all of the killer bees follow a red car because they're like bulls apparently in this movie. They hate the color red. And so the entomologist lady has a red car and they also hate loud noises. So she gets a red car, she honks her horn and then drives them into the Superdome in New Orleans where they shut the doors and turn on the air conditioners and kill the bees by turning on the air conditioner and making it cold. Which would probably work, but again, that was kind of the whole point of making those bees to make them less weather weak. It's also the least cinematic thing in the history of cinema. (laughs) They like cutting back and forth to like air conditioner on the roof. Bees buzzing around the car. Lady in the car, reading a book as they go into the ninth hour of waiting for this thing to cool down far enough for the bees to die. You want either like a poison gas, and then she's stuck in there so they get her out without blowing the bees out, or they blow up the thing, but that costs money. Everybody really wants all the bees to like hulk together into a super bee, and then like somebody punches it really hard. That's what people really want out of their movie endings. I mean, I want a zombies movie where they make hives out of zombies that wander around. That's what I want. Uh, Is that not a thing? Okay, I'm just doing a little Googling here just to make sure that's not a thing right now. If it is, we need to do it next. (laughs) I'm working on it. Uh, Zombies. Have this image of just, like, zombies standing in a field with bees, and then they just sprint at you, and there's just, like, chunks of hives grown out of them. There is a Zombies short film from 2008. It's five minutes long. (laughs) And yet somehow it has one of the longer descriptions on IMDb. Are you ready? Okay. For Zombies? Yes. Let's wrap this up with Zombies. Zombies is a surreal serendipity into the chaos of man's folly in genetic engineering. Oh no. Settle down. Settle Uh, down, writer Fred Wilder from IMDb. Put the source down and just back away. (laughs) I'm going to read this faster now because I can read the end. Zombies is a surreal serendipity into the chaos of man's folly in genetic engineering and the colony collapse disorder, CCD, that is devastating the world's honeybee population. Accurate. Real thing. Not really what we want in our movie called Zombies, though. No. I have to say. I mean, you're trying to cure that so that causes the bees to get super strong and to somehow make zombies. I'm on board with that. But you got five minutes to get this across, movie. 
Well, this description is not going to zoom in on the specifics of the movie yet because he continues, man's childish grasp of science and its arrogant tinkering with genetic engineering is to blame. And zombies are the result. (laughs) (laughs) He follows that up with the final sentence. The issue of CCD is very real, and this film explores the possible (laughs) catastrophic results of blindly triggering an ecological imbalance that may someday soon doom us all. (laughs) Fred Wilder, you are not a fun man. I'm going to click on the rest of your... Things. Oh, he's only you are re- no KGFSer, sir. He's only reviewed three titles. You're uh, definitely no KGFSer, sir. The Ginger Bear, Zombies, and Vampire Flesh: A Poem. How this long guy's are very... these movies? Uh, five minutes for the Ginger Bear. I'm gonna guess. You want to? Do we want to do a rabbit trail into the Fred Wilder oeuvre on I IMDb? I do, but I also want to look at the writing credits of these movies. Um. Oh, writer director Fred Wilder of oh, Vampires. Oh. <laughs> I'm, okay, I'm checking out. Uh, director writer Fred Wilder of Zombies. Uh huh. And I'm just gonna, you know what? Want to look at this? Candy Wilder director. Writer Fred Wilder. Story by Fred Wilder on the Ginger Bear. That one was above his chops, correct? Yes. Here's Fred Wilder's description of the Ginger Bear. It's going to be an out-of-season Christmas episode because it's all year round, Brantley. It's Christmas Eve in a home without a mother. Uncle Fritz has done his best to take care of his dear niece, Ginger. But this year there is one lone stocking over the fireplace. I mean, I mean that's for Ginger. What's the problem? I I don't know exactly what's going on there. Maybe he's just saying there's not enough presents. But then, the mischievous Ginger Bear makes her appearance, taking the family on a magical journey that takes less than five minutes. The Ginger Bear is a melodrama and a plump treat tailored for the whole family. And a what tailored? A plump treat. That... Plump is a weird word to put in that one, I think. Yeah. Especially when your movie is five minutes. <laughs> a very skinny film. No, it's plump. Uh, okay. Could be. Apparent, but maybe, maybe it's like five minutes, but it feels like 15. <laughs> That's the worst. Yeah, yeah. Here we go, though, with Fred Wilder's final film. And also our final uh, segment for this episode, Brentley, which is for another five-minute movie, Vampire Flesh, a poem. A gothic fairy tale of a poem written by... Who do you think wrote this gothic fairy tale of a poem, Brentley? Uh... It's none other than Mr. Fred Wilder himself. If, I'm sorry, I could, I should have let you guess, but no, it's not somebody you would have heard of. It's Fred Wilder. Oh. And recited by Zen Josie as the voice of Eris, the deity of strife and discord from Greek mythology. Okay. Or, do we need... You need four... You need more than five minutes to stick vampires in with Greek mythology. 
Could you uh, not do like? A... They had kind of vampire creatures back from there. I have my phone ringing. How do I turn it off? Oh. I don't, don't want to answer the phone right now. I'll I'll be there right one minute. Okay, we're finishing up. This short was created from selected scenes from the silent film Vampire Flesh. It tells the story of a vampire birth and the evil in, unleashed from ancient times. Are you serious? So, okay. This is a pre-existing movie he took scenes from. And read over, yes. And read over. Do Not even like a, I'm doing a review or like this is a fun mashup. This is, this sounds deadly serious. Do you think he wrote the poem first and saw the movie or stole the movie afterwards? How do you think this works? Oh, I, I, you know what? I don't think that Fred Wilder has much creativity in him. So I'm going to guess that he saw the movie first, wrote the poem, and then recorded the thing together. And I, I, no, I realize that I'm putting myself out there by saying somebody else doesn't have a lot of creativity when all we all do right. is read other people's work about other people's work on this show. I understand yeah, that. Christy Mingle to a serial killer. It's fine. Yes. We're at least having fun with it, though, for the most part, with the occasional rant about bees and politics aside. And then we're not turning them into movies and then writing the descriptions on IMDb ourselves with just the most ridiculous words. Yep. I don't know. Maybe maybe he's winking at us. Maybe it's just him being silly. Like I don't have time to put more thought into it, Brantley, though, because I know for a fact my wife is going to come out here and tell me that the contractor is ready to look at the work that we need done in our house. So, okay. that is it for today's episode of Two Weird Didn't Watch. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you, Brantley, for joining in on this call. Uh, I know that the audio issues are going to be a little bit weird for our listeners, but we hope that it was still enjoyable for you. Uh, if you enjoyed this, you should tell a friend about us, uh, subscribe to us on whatever podcast platform it is that you use. And we will see you guys next time with another episode of two weird didn't watch. Bye guys. Bye.